Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Jay, in the first hour, it's really hard to argue that point. The Seattle Seahawks putting out a letter to season ticket holders, perfunctory thing. Every team does it. Thanks for being a donor. It's been a tough year, financial hardships. We've done all this sort of stuff, welcoming new coaches. we got great young talent all over the field, but failure to mention their great quarterback, Russell Wilson. Is that by design, or was that an honest mistake? in the eye of the beholder, and now Russell Wilson is in the eye of the storm. Now that Dak has settled, and we're still waiting to see what happens with Deshaun. It's all Russell all the time. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear hotline, including the great NFL insider Peter King, who will be with us in 30 minutes. NFL insider Dan Graziano, fellas, I want you to listen to this, because now with Dak signed to Dallas, and Dallas, quote-unquote, out of the Wilson sweepstakes with New Orleans, Las Vegas, and Chicago remaining, The latter seems the most juicy. The latter, of course, has needed a great franchise quarterback seemingly forever. But Graz says probably can't happen. What you're going to want from the team you're getting, you're giving, you're trading Russell Wilson to, again, hypothetically, because I don't think they're going to do it. What you're going to want is high picks. The Bears are picking 20th. You're going to want a quarterback. They don't have anything to offer except Nick Foles. I don't think that gets it done. And you're going to want good young players. And, and I just, you look at their last couple of drafts, like who are the young stars on the rookie contracts? I don't think David Montgomery gets it done. So, you know, do you put Roquan Smith in the deal? Something like that. So I think it's going to be pretty tough for the Bears. So what do you think here? Because he just says they don't have the capital to send back in returning. Yes, I would agree Nick Foles probably not getting it. Yeah, I don't think Nick Foles is what we're looking for. <laughs> we can go get anybody out we're of the streets. We're not insiders, but I think we can go with that. Yeah, right? and when you think about it, Roquan Smith is a guy, maybe, maybe they like him, but that's still not enough. You don't have enough <laughs> capital in return to go get a guy like Russell Wilson. I, I, look, it's a good conversation, but it's not going to happen. Unless Chicago just decides they're getting ready to give Seattle everything and then some. I mean, or if you're if you're Chicago, if you're looking at this whole thing, you're like, all right, you know, do we try to make a move for Sam Darnold? Do we try to make a move for something like that and then use that as collateral? Enter a third team into this equation in order to make it happen. Maybe this doesn't have to be just – you know, Chicago dealing with Seattle. Maybe you could try to get a third team to kind of help carry it around. This way you're able to send a guy like Sam Darnold to Seattle to kind of give them a replacement, something they can build around in the future, uh, considering what Sam Darnold was able to do with the Jets. To a degree. Part of the problem, though, is in the NFL – three-way, three-team trades. Don't really happen as much. Yeah, it's not not like it's it's an NBA thing. What what you could do, though, in order to make – to kind of – do that is you can give picks away if Seattle likes Sam Darnold, which I heard that they do, is that now if you want to – if you, you get the picks that you need in exchange for Russell Wilson, then you can send those picks to Seattle. Seattle can use those picks to, to the Jets if the Jets want to get rid of Sam. But what if they don't want to do it? Hmm. And they say, no, we're going to hold on to Sam, and you just gave Chicago Russell Wilson. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so – and if I'm Russell, I don't want to go to Chicago. Like, what is he seeing that his agent – or is his agent just picking teams that have vacancies at quarterback right now to say, hey, because Oakland is canceled out, right? Vegas. Uh, 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 oh, Vegas. Jeez, yep. thank you. Uh, Mike Mayock said a couple weeks ago that basically Derek Carr is their guy. Mm-hmm. 
So you cancel that one out. Dallas is canceled out. The only team that's left is New Orleans, which they don't have anything to give him. If if he was if he was available and he was a free agent, he could just walk in the building. Yes, you sign him. Yes, you would. So you really only stuck with Chicago as of right now. And Chicago doesn't have anything to give him. And if I'm Russell Wilson, why would I want to go to Chicago? Like Dan said, what do they have? It, it feels like a bluff to me. The only reason I came up with is if you have a franchise mm-hmm. that feels like their back is against the wall, you have a head coach and you have a general manager where they feel like it's their last year to pull something together, the amount of power that Russell Wilson will have in Chicago will be exponentially different than what exists currently in Seattle, right, with Pete Carroll and company. That's the only reason I can think about is Russell Wilson will have a lot more say in front office management decisions because the power he will come in with will be – exponentially greater. That's the only reason I could think of that you would say Chicago. But what and it end up being a great city. At this stage of the game, in the month of March and April and May, what are you changing? You're not going to all of a sudden get a new offensive coordinator. You're not all of a sudden. Like, what are you – That's why I said it feels like a bluff to me. It feels like – initially it felt like a bluff. Well, I, I don't necessarily know if it's a bluff or not. I just know that it's not as easy when you got – a player that has high value in salary cap numbers that are through the roof to all of a sudden unwrestle him away from a team just because your desire is at, at quarterback and you need a quarterback. So you go, go to Seattle because we think that there's an unhappy player and we're going to get him. Well, if I give you my guy, then what am I going to be left with? And Chicago, I'm sitting there, I'm worried about Allen Robinson. First off, he's a, detailed reporter I found that out yesterday when he talked about Andre per sources Andre Drummond going to the Nets but also the fact that it's looking like they're gonna have to franchise tag him and pretty much he's made it known that hey look I'm gonna probably force my way out of here well they tagged him and the numbers are about 16 million and they're looking for it to get about 20 21 million at the top of the top of the deal right yeah and so when they when they decide if they decide to to do something with them long term I was surprised that they tagged him with a franchise tag instead of a, a non-exclusive franchise tag. They tagged him as an exclusive. If they, do, if they would have done the non-exclusive and then he go out into the marketplace, then it becomes a match, then they could get something in return if they lose him. They didn't do that. Now, I don't know why they didn't do it. Mm. They didn't do it. I was shocked at that. Um, that's really all you got. I mean, there's nothing there if you're Russell Wilson. So just sit tight in Seattle and fight through it. And maybe next year, if it doesn't work, then maybe you moved in. Let me give it at you an angle that I don't think anybody's really brought up too much. And maybe I'm overthinking this one, but I do think there's something there to it. But you give me your perspective since you're obviously involved in the agency business today, Key. And once again, we're going to get back to your calls again. The phone lines are filling up. Worst play you've ever seen in sports. There's some really good ones here on the screen. Keep sending them in on Twitter. We'll try to get to your calls throughout the course of the morning. So Russell's Wilson's agent is a guy named Mark Rogers. And Rogers is the guy that went to Adam Schefter and said, here are the four teams. Take Dallas out. Here are the three teams. Mark Rogers, as you probably both know, since you guys are well involved in the agent business, he's a baseball agent. Like Russell Wilson is one of his very few NFL clients and obviously his biggest NFL client by name, but he's a baseball agent and things work differently in baseball. In baseball, there's no cap. 
The contracts are guaranteed. Um, yes, the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, the Cubs, all the teams pre-pandemic. They're not spending the way they are pre-pandemic. But there's something to be said for having a baseball agent negotiate an NFL trade because the parameters in the sport are so different. There's no injury settlements in baseball. There's no non-guaranteed money. Mike Trout's getting every penny of that money. Patrick Mahomes is likely not getting every penny of his deal. So it's interesting to see a baseball guy negotiating a football deal. Really quick, back to the callers. Because it is March Madness and we talked about Chris Webber so much and errors in the NCAA championship game on the biggest stage in sports. Worst play you've ever seen in sports. 888-ESPN. 888-729-3776. This is one that's not often brought up but should be Evans in Georgia. Good morning. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How y'all doing? Good. What's up, brother? Hey, I just want to I want to mention one game and nobody that ain't mentioned since it's March Madness, nineteen eighty two, North Carolina versus Georgetown, mm-hmm. when Sleepy Floyd mm-hmm. accidentally gave that pass to James Worthy to run the clock out when North Carolina won that championship. That's a great that was one. That's a bad turnover. That's man. a bad. That, oh. You know, you think about it with everybody there. You know, Fred Brown was involved in that. Mm-hmm. Eric Sleepy Floyd, like you said, and then the championship would belong to. Look like it was in the hands. Big game, James. Yeah, look like it was in the hands of Georgetown, who would get their championship eventually, just not in 1982. On the way, a former Cowboys legend with a legendary prediction about how the 2021 season will end for the boys. And Jay will have his bowl predictions for the second half of the NBA season. All of that on the way after Key has this. For all the ones who get it done, Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists, and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call 1-800-GRANGER, click Granger.com, or just stop by. John in Oklahoma, we got to run, but what you got? Jay, he's one of my favorite point guards watching college. Key, Thanks, great, man. consistent career. Saw it with my Cowboys, luckily. It was safeties, not seagulls, when you went over the middle or you went and got 800 <laughs> catches. Zubin, great personality, great job leading the show. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. From A to Z is brought to you by Merrill. Merrill Edge Self-Directing helps put investing within reach. Get started at MerrillEdge.com slash within reach. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner, and Smith Incorporated. Registered broker member SIPC. The playmaker has weighed in. Michael Irvin, legendary Cowboys wide receiver who caught so many great passes, of course, from Troy Aikman, saying with the signing of the latest great Cowboys quarterback in Dak Prescott, That is going to put the Cowboys in position to, yes, 
finally do this. You give me half of a defense from what we had last year. We were giving up 40 points a game just about last year. If they cut it to 20 and Dak put up his 35, I will see you at so far. And we're going to be looking so far. We're going to be the five. The Dallas Cowboys going to be at so far stadium. That's right for the Super Bowl. And we're going to be looking so far and so far with that Let's- star on the Oh, my line. God. Last guy there. I didn't know that. I, I thought that was Mr. Randy Watson for a second. Central no, <laughs> chocolate. Michael Irvin on Stephen A's World, which you can, of course, get streaming on ESPN Plus and Key. Uh, Michael Irvin essentially saying SoFi Stadium, the home of Super Bowl 56 in L.A., Cowboys will be there and trying to win their first Super Bowl in more than 25 years. I mean, they look, man, what did they do that was other than sign Dak? Yeah, the team isn't any different. I mean, the team's not necessarily different at this point in time. Um, they certainly got Dan Quinn as a defensive coordinator, so maybe Had instead of giving up too, right? 40, they <laughs> might only give up 20, 21. That could potentially work, but they got it. Let's just hold down. But it is the playmaker, so you know, what can you say? Hey, you're a cowboy legend, you get to talk so far, so far. We'll see. Super Bowl 56 in Southern California, where the Cowboys, of course, have had training camp, and we will wait to see if can indeed you do his voice key? start the season there and end it there. Do it for me one time. Come What's on, that, the voice, yeah. Do Michael Irvin's voice. Come on. I got, I got to get into the character. I ain't there yet. Right. He also needs to start <laughs> sweating profusely when you do it. Right. You have to have he the whole good this morning now. TV he can do slash well. radio look to no, it. No, Mike, Mike is. Ooh. <laughs> I used to be my favorite. Growing up, man, I was my favorite receiver. God. We had a lot of swag. He had swag before. You know, he, right? he was, Most yeah, people had swag. Man, I loved Michael Irvin when I was young. You know, because I was a high school and yeah. playmaker and tall, skinny cat. You know, I was like, that's the dude. He really was. He really was. So he's saying Dak is the dude that'll get him over he wore the top. Mink. <laughs> the playmaker wore a mink coat toe to court. <laughs> Report that. Do you remember that, Key? Yes. Report that. Yes. And by the way, Key, I'll see you at the White House, but not 1600 Pennsylvania. <laughs> I don't know how many people got that one, but if you're a Cowboy fan, you'll appreciate that one. And I can't go any further because some of the things that happened in the White House. Anyway, moving on. Jeez. Well, if you're a Cowboy fan, you know saw, everybody knows all about it. I remember yes, the White House everybody. practice field was right across the street. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes, indeed. So On a more serious energy. note, a federal judge in California <laughs> has ruled that Kobe's widow, Vanessa Bryant, can obtain the names of four Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputies who allegedly shared graphic photos from the site of the helicopter crash that took Bryant's life uh, in January just over a year ago, uh, along with their uh, daughter, uh, Gianna, and seven others. And this is uh, an important story for Key with this revelation and this decision. Uh, tell me why. Well, I think it, it, it's not just an important story for me. It's an important story for all. Agreed. I think when you when you think about it, and I know you make the correlation to me being, you know, friend of the family and, and being an L.A. guy and a Laker fan, they should the, the officers need to be held accountable, right? They People want to know, why would you do this? Why would you try and – you know, leak photos and just do some disgusting stuff. And I'm glad Vanessa got exactly what she should have gotten and the family got exactly what they should have gotten. There's no question about it. And I, now these guys will be put on blast. And Which people they should know, be. Yeah, because, they should be. because when you think about it, man, you shouldn't be doing nothing like that. You, you, you're sworn in to do a job, and that's not part of your job, is to sneak around and take pictures of something and leak it to people. Yeah, lawyers for Los Angeles well, County did try to keep the names under wraps, but that decision was rejected by Judge John F. Walter. Good, good for the judge, man. I, I, just, I, I hope this this helps throughout the process for Vanessa because you never fully come to closure, but having peace 
But key just to, to double down on what you said, like it, that's absolute BS. Like your job is to protect the grounds, to to be that barrier, right? Yes. Uh, between the public and everybody that's trying to find out what's going on, what's going on. Like you protect the victim and their family. And and and, 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 and it's not just about Vanessa and Gigi. There was others that All lost the their lives too. So mm-hmm. it's other families that are involved. Yeah, nine people that did. You know, it's like come on, man. Like. Especially in L.A., like you, you, you're used to like things happening. Like th- this should be part of the blueprint of how to protect people who have notoriety in these type of situations. And, and this is in some, not all, but some, as we always talk about in law enforcement. This is the reason communities and people have issues at times with law enforcement. Trust. Because of the trust factor, things that they do and then try and say they didn't do it. I mean, like. Whatever, man. Yeah, it's I'm, glad, I'm glad. Put it this way. I'm glad that their names are going to be revealed and plastered all over for us to see exactly who those people are. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 emblematic of the society in which we live, right? I mean, I know something you don't because I'm here at this moment and I have my phone and I'm going to make sure everyone knows this. I mean, the cheap thrill that people get over that stuff is disgusting. Like, I don't know what the point of it is, but that's just the society in which we live at this point. So we will see Vanessa Bryant did say she appreciated what the federal judge did do and we'll wait to see what the fallout is. But as, as always, uh, there's always consequences for your actions, right? So if you're going to do something, you have to be willing to pay the consequences. And, and these gentlemen probably will, uh, or women that were involved in this um, with their reputations. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear hotline, including one of the NFL's best insiders, Peter King, who will be here in eight minutes. But before we talk NFL, let's go a little NBA. We are running the point with the five biggest things Jay has on his mind with the NBA back tonight. Wizards, Grizzlies, Spurs, Mavericks. Those are the two games tonight. A little light return, 11 games tomorrow. Of course, let's start with... Bold predictions for the second half. Let's go, go, Zubin. At five. Carl Anthony Towns will be the next superstar to demand a trade. So hear me out. They're 7-29 right now. The worst record in the league. They were bottom three last year. They got the D'Angelo Russell trade. Thought that made him happy. That hasn't been pending out. They have Anthony Edwards. I call him baby Keyshawn on this show. Uh, Very flamboyant with the things he says. He's played somewhat decently this season. But look, Carl Anthony Towns, you know, they're talking about getting potentially Jonathan Collins there from the Atlanta Hawks. Not sure that's going to pan out. But trust and believe with with the way the Knicks are playing, he's from the tri-state area. I'm not saying his name is involved with the Knicks, but Carl Anthony Towns is a guy that does not want to be at the bottom of the league, and people are starting, going to start to wonder what team does he fit into next. He will be the next hot name you will hear on that circuit. Next up. At four. All right, look, the playing tournament is going to be one of the hottest things we're going to talk about, and I know Steve Kerr came out and said this. He's like, hey, he loves the playing tournament as long as the Warriors aren't in it. Well, the Warriors are going to be in the playing tournament. Think about this in the West right now for the playing tournament. Teams 7, 8, 9, and 10 will get a chance to compete for that 7 and 8 spot. That's the San Antonio Spurs. That's Luka, the Don with the Mavericks. That's the Warriors, and that's Memphis. And that's the Pelicans right there at 12 who are competing with the way Zion's playing, making his first All-Star game. That will be one of the most intriguing things to watch that will build into the playoffs. And Chef Curry, you saw him in the All-Star game. You saw him win a three-point shooting contest. He will will his team to be into the playoffs by winning the play-in tournament. One of the best things to keep your eye on as we move towards the second half of the season. Next up. At three. 
The Battle of LA. It will finally be here, Key. It will be here. We will get a chance to see that this year. Is it really a battle? It will be. I mean, right now, without AD, it will be. It just won't be in the Western Conference Finals. We will see this battle in the Western Conference semifinals. Look, the Clippers still need a point guard. We talked about this. I thought CP3, yes, he has the Phoenix Suns second place right now in the Western Conference. I would have loved to see him go back to the Clippers and play with the likes of Kawhi and Paul George. But with the way this is going to work out, with what LeBron James is going to have to do in the second part of the season, if AD does not come back to play, I think we're going to see the Clippers and the Lakers in the Western Conference semifinals instead of the Western Conference finals. Can they get? Can they acquire a guard right now, though? Is there somebody out there that would give them what they, they're missing? Which team, the Clippers or the Lakers? The Clippers. I, I, you know, look, there's, there are names on the trademark. I, I, I don't really know. I, from a point guard perspective, I don't know if there's a guy that can help this team go next level. But – LeBron's going to have to go next level. I know that for a fact in order for this team to continue to stay in the conversation for being a world champion. Again, two games tonight in the NBA. Speaking of that number. At two. The Sixers will finish with the best regular season record since the 2000-2001 season, but will still be edged out for the top seed by the Brooklyn Nets. Now, look, the the last time that season, 2000-2001, they won 56 games. Um, They're not going to win 56 games this year. But it will be the damn near closest thing they will have to winning 56 games. Uh, the, the, the last year they won was 48 games. I want to say it's 2004 season where it was really high. I think they'll be around that range or a little bit higher. Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons will have to sit out due to contact tracing. But still, this team is on their way. But I will say this. I still have the Nets as a the favorite. Them getting Blake Griffin I think unlocks a lot of key pieces for the Nets with Kevin Durant with Kyrie Irving, with James Harden. KD still has that issue with the hamstring. We'll see if that pans out. But with the addition of Blake Griffin, I still think the Nets will have a better regular season record at the end of the day. But still, 76ers on their way. We will see the Nets tomorrow. They'll take on Boston. And when you're running the point, I mean, what's the number one? When you go one through five on the court, the one is? Right to the New York City market. Right to the New York City market. Number one, the Knicks will not make the playoffs. Mm. I'm not talking about making the play-in tournament. They will make the play-in tournament. But, man, right now they're fifth in the East, and this second half begins a really difficult stretch for them. They had a favorable schedule in the first stretch. Now, I'm not knocking the Knicks. I love the fact that the Knicks are in a playoff hunt. They deserve to be there. Julius Randle playing out of his mind, an all-star. I love this for this team. Tibbs, I want to see Tibbs shine. But they begin the second half against the Milwaukee Bucks, against the Brooklyn Nets, against the 76ers. They have a tough schedule in the month of May, a six-game stretch where they go on the West Coast swing. Play against the Lakers, the Suns, the Clippers. A really difficult run down the stretch. I think the Knicks, very, very typical of the way Tibbs plays. Younger teams, their legs get heavy in the second half of the season. I think a little bit of that shimmer starts to rub off. And I think we see the Knicks fall a little bit in the second half and they don't close the deal at the end in the play-in tournament. And that is running the point real quick on that. Um, not that we're putting them in the playoffs. I mean, they're one game above 500, like you said, in the loss column. They're fifth column. in the East right now. Right. But if you look at the loss column, it's, it gets a little dicey when you look at the loss column. Um, what would it mean for the NBA just to have them in, even if it's just a play-in game, one round, get a little buzz, and then how much would it mean if they, if they were to just miss out? Well, I mean, look, the, the, the play-in tournament is what we talked about. So right now, teams that are 7th, 8th, ninth. And 10th are currently Charlotte, Toronto, Chicago, and the Pacers. So if you're telling me that Charlotte's, make, or Charlotte's in the playing game, get LaMelo ball, 
You got the Tampa Bay Raptors, a storyline to follow. Indiana is actually going to get Karis LeVert back. Uh, we'll see when TJ Warren comes back, but they've already been hovering around that level too with DeMontis Sabonis, all-star. So, look, there'll be a lot of teams in that bucket. I think the playing tournament, once again, in the East and the West, uh, because the Knicks, I think, will come back down to reality. Miami's getting – they're playing well. And like, the Knicks are 19-18 to 18 right now with that – very difficult second half of the season. If they're still in the play-in tournament, it will be intriguing to watch. Right, and if they get into the play-in tournament at the nine spot, they can get in. But this is what I was talking about with the loss column. Right now, they have 18 losses. Well, so does the team that's in ninth place, right? So you can go from fifth Charlotte, to ninth. 18 losses, yes, and the Raptors, 19. Right, so I mean, basically, in the loss column, they're outside of the playoffs looking in. But the play-in tournament, as Jay said, could get them in. What could get the Packers finally into the Super Bowl after being there in back-to-back years on the brink and being eliminated in the NFC title game. Well, a better relationship between their head coach and their star quarterback after you-know-what play could help. Our NFL, well, not our NFL insider. One of the NFL's best insiders will be here in a minute. Ah, he's our guy. Yeah, he's our, he's our guy. He's been on the show to talk about the mea culpa from Matt. That's in one minute after this Sports Center update. Davian Williamson. Dribbling out near the center jump circle. 10, 9, Williamson to the right of the top of the key. 7, 6, Williamson driving on Ryan. Williamson, runner, blocked by Ryan. Uh Here comes Cormac Ryan over the mid-court stripe. Back to Wurtz for 3. Got it! The Irish win! The Irish win! 80-77. The Irish live to play again. And I get to St. Gowden again tomorrow night. That you will, Jack Nolan, which actually turns in to tonight. Notre Dame over Wake Forest by three after that deep three from Trey Wirtz at the buzzer. It is March after all. Notre Dame, the number 11 seed in the ACC tournament, takes on number six seed, which is odd to say, number six seed, North Carolina, second round, (laughs) ACC tournament tonight. You can hear the game on ESPN Radio. Duke Louisville also on tap on ESPN Radio as well tonight. Duke got a big one. Because we need this one. Because they beat us twice this year. (laughs) They need a few more. We need this one. To the NFL. Duke's done. Stop. (laughs) Well, the Bucs need this one, and the Bucs are not done with Levante David returning to the champs on a two-year, $25 million deal. Levante David is actually one of two guys that actually predated general manager Jason Light in Tampa. So that's a veteran through and through for Tampa on the field and with regards to leadership. That will be back. He is a tackling machine as many of you know, and Black History Always. Today we honor Sylvester Croom, the first African-American head coach in the Southeastern Conference. He was the head coach at Mississippi State, and we'll also honor Condridge Holloway, the first black quarterback at an SEC school. He suited up for the balls in Knoxville. And SportsCenter is presented by Progressive Insurance, making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. What is happening, though, between Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur after Matt's Mia Culpa to Peter King? You can hear that on Peter's podcast where he sits down with probably, I think at this point, the most coveted interview of the offseason. Because while there has been some comments made, most notably by Aaron Rodgers, we haven't heard too much from Matt LaFleur since the day of the game in the post-press conference and the day after. But Matt opens up in detail to Peter King, football morning in America on a Monday morning during the season. And we can only wait for the season to get here again in the fall. There are people around the league, TV executives, team owners, GMs, fans alike. The first thing they do, including myself, click on his piece on NBCSports.com. And Peter joins us this morning. Okay, the podcast drops today. If you're a Packer fan, get ready to hear Matt LaFleur's side of it. From what you glean from your conversation, Peter, the relationship between these two guys right now is what? 
I think it's very good. Um, I think that, you know, Matt LaFleur fully admits to me, and I think he said it at the time as well, that, uh, you know, he's got to be better in communicating with Aaron Rodgers. And left unsaid in my conversation with him is that obviously he wishes he had said before the third down call into Aaron Rodgers' helmet, hey, this is not necessarily four down territory. Uh, and so at that point, when he sent the field goal unit on, Rodgers was totally confused, you know, because he thought absolutely he was in four down territory. But LaFleur looked at it three downs in a row, incomplete, incomplete, incomplete. We got to get points and we'll rely on our defense. And the odd thing in all this is if Kevin King doesn't grab the jersey of Tyler Johnson, then they would have got another shot at it. And Aaron Rodgers would have had another shot. But, and again, obviously the pass interference negated that. Mm. Peter, what do you expect the Packers to do this offseason with Aaron Rodgers in, a, in extension as well as trying to get, I don't know, some supporting cast around him? Aaron Jones looked like he's going to be on the move, but they still have some room to grow. Keyshawn, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, what they do. You know, obviously, uh, when I talked to Lafleur, he wasn't going to play his cards and, and say exactly what he was going to do, uh, what they were going to do with Aaron Jones. But obviously now, having not franchised them, I think they're counting on the rest of the NFL doing what they're doing, retrenching and not spending uh, you know, nine, ten, eleven million dollars a year on a running back, because you, you know, the NFL has proven in recent years you can find running backs. You don't have to spend big on running backs, and it'll be really interesting to see if the teams that have a lot of cap room, for instance, what does Jacksonville do? They have a they have a rookie free agent running back, uh, but they've got a ton of cap room. And what if they say uh, to Aaron Jones, we'll give you three years, $30 million. Uh, he's probably going to take that deal versus whatever Green Bay would choose. But I just think this is going to be a time of retrenching in free agency instead of re- aggressive spending. Uh, year after year, you see guys like Bill Belichick wait a month after some of the silly money is spent and then go in and try to pluck some of the uh, – you know, some of the bargains. And I think that's what you're going to see with a lot of teams this year. But Aaron Rodgers is not going to be a bargain. I anticipate he gets an extension between right. now and the start of the season. What are you hearing? I'm not really hearing anything, Keyshawn, other than the fact that Aaron Rodgers isn't going to go anywhere. Um, and look, you know, I think everybody is kind of blown away by the sticker shock of uh, quarterback salaries. But, I mean, whether Aaron Rodgers ends up having an average of $43 million a year or whatever it is right now, 36 whatever it is, he's going to be paid at the top of the market. Um, but this, this, to me, is not a great year to redo contracts to get more cash. If I were if I were Rodgers and if I were Rodgers' people, honestly, I'd wait till next year because he's he's not going anywhere. You know, he has proven that 
just because they drafted Jordan Love, it doesn't necessarily mean that Jordan Love is ever going to be anything for the Packers than what Jimmy Garoppolo was for New England. You know, a trade chip in his fourth year. Peter, let's talk about another quarterback out in the Northwest. What do you make of the fact that Seattle left Russell Wilson out of their letter to their season ticket holders? You know, I mean, it reminds me of whatever it was a month ago when the Cowboys did a video about the coming season and didn't have uh, Dak Prescott in it. Um, I'm sure that it's calculated uh, because obviously the Seahawks, there's a chance they could move Russell Wilson, but I still doubt sincerely that they're going to move Russell Wilson. I'm not saying it's impossible, Jay, but I, I think that the issue becomes if you trade Russell Wilson um, and you trade him to one of the uh, you know 28 teams that he did not name as a team that he would go to, you're basically risking the fact that you've just made a trade with Wilson uh, and he says, I'm not going. Um, so that is one part of it. And I think the second part of it is that look at all of the teams that they're talking about. And, uh, you know, as far as a trade, you have to decide if you're the Seahawks. Are things so far around the bend with Russell Wilson? And I do not think they are. I think they're in a bad place, but I don't think they're in a, an irretrievable place. Um and, and I really don't see them this offseason trading Wilson because if they trade Russell Wilson, in my opinion anyway, it would have to be to a team like the Raiders, and that would mean that they would have to commit then to Derek Carr. Um, only Pete Carroll and John Schneider would know whether they would want to do that, but I just don't see them allowing Russell Wilson to shoot his way out of town. I think most people would agree with that. That seems like the conservative bet to take. We sort of went crazy after Aaron Rodgers made a couple comments. That died down considerably quickly. This one isn't really just because of the four, now three teams that are in play. But if you are a betting man, it certainly seems to reason that the man that has defined football in the Pacific Northwest, not just in Seattle, but as Key said, that entire region is staying put. Peter's podcast drops today with Matt LaFleur. Absolute must listen. Great to have you here, Peter. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Really appreciate it. All right, thanks, you got it. That's Peter King, NBC Sports. On the way, Adam Silver has had to deal with a plethora of issues off the court in the NBA here over the last year. Mm. But the one he's dealing with now, again, could be at the top of the list with regards to priority and importance. Mm-hmm. And yet again, it has nothing to do with basketball. We'll dig into that after Jay is this from Straight Talk Wireless. That's right, Zubin. Our next segment will be Straight Talk. It's time for some Straight Talk. Your tax return could look different this year. But you're still going to hear a lot of noise about how to spend it, right? So when the big carriers tell you to splurge on the latest nonsense, do yourself a favor. Just tune it out. With Straight Talk, you can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for just 199 bucks. Plus, get the $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plan with no contract on America's best networks for up to 50% less. Tune out the nonsense and tune into Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Mike in Pennsylvania, you're on ESPN Radio. I'll just say real quick, my day is made because I heard Keyshawn Johnson on live radio say throw the damn ball. So thanks, guys. Thank you, Mike. Got it, man. (laughs) This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around 
different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. I'm Jay Will and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance, including... Peter King, who just joined us on the Goodyear Hotline, his big podcast with Matt LaFleur is dropping today. If you miss Peter, you can download it an hour or two of the podcast, which will be available shortly. Had some really Peter, interesting things to say I about mean, the relationship. When Peter King first interviewed me, man, I felt I was on top. Yeah. Mm. You know, Mama, I made it. Well, because he was, I mean, yeah. he's still he's big, still but, big. but he was big. You know what I'm saying? Like I would Peter argue he's King. as big as, you know, he's ever been. He's been on NBC's No, but I mean, like, show, coming from right? college, 100%. he's like, Peter King, wow. 100%. Guys got to start covering the Cincinnati Bengals, I think, like in the 1970s. I mean, he's been around for a long, long time, right? Hit you there in the 90s, and he talks to the biggest names in sports, and it was great to have him on our show today. Again, you can download hour two of the podcast. He told you exactly what he thinks about the relationship between LaFleur and Rodgers. The relationship between the Miami Heat and their reserve center, Myers Leonard, is fractured, and for a very strong reason. I just want to run through this story and both statements, statements from the Miami Heat and from Myers Leonard before we get into some discourse here. For those of you who probably know, Leonard is going to be, quote, away from the team, this according to the Miami Heat, indefinitely following the use of an anti-Semitic slur while playing a video game on a public live stream. He was playing Call of Duty Warzone. It's a multiplayer video game uh, on Twitch there. Now, essentially, because he did use that anti-Semitic slur, the Miami Heat weighed in and essentially said, quote, the Miami Heat vehemently condemns the use of any form of hate speech. The words used by Myers Leonard were wrong and we will not tolerate hateful language from anyone associated with our franchise. To hear it from a Miami Heat player is especially disappointing and hurtful to all those who work here as well as the larger South Florida Miami Heat and NBA communities. I will say that Myers Leonard uh, did apologize yesterday in a statement on Instagram, which he wrote in part, he was, quote, deeply sorry for using an anti-Semitic slur during a live stream yesterday. He claimed to not know what the word he used meant 
but did go on to say, quote, ignorance about its history and how offensive it is to the Jewish community is absolutely not an excuse. And I was just wrong. We'll wait to see if there's any league discipline. Mike Bass, the NBA spokesman, said they were just aware of it and they are gathering more information to do their due duty. And he did say the NBA unequivocally condemns all forms of hate speech. So there it is laid on the table. It It is just unbelievable, man, that we continue to have to cover these sort of incidents. It seems like on a monthly basis, right? Not even, it, it just, it's all, it's like every, it's like every single time you look up, somebody is saying something in sports and getting caught and trying to figure out how to get them out, get themselves out of the situation. We just had a coach at Creighton and McDermott say what he said about the plantation. Now we have this happening now, all of a sudden with Myers Leonard saying what he's saying. It, it's like, dude, in the way that I always take these things, Jay, is it's not your first time, man. It's never your yeah. first time. You just don't. Blurt out things for the first time. That came out really easy. Just real easy. And matter of fact, and you was real comfortable with it. You really, really are comfortable with saying things that are derogatory and hurtful to people. It just, it's crazy. This is where you know it's part of his habit. Because, <laughs> look, when you, when you live stream, when you play video games, like you are on TV. Like you're on TV, essentially, to the world. Like people can chime into a live stream and watch you play. And that's the whole point of live streaming it. Right. So the fact that it can come so easily off the tongue lets you know that this is a habit. Now, once again, another learning opportunity for a lot of people out there about these things happen normally in our society. They really do. And here's even something next level for you. I have a lot of Jewish friends. Um, Actually a guy that's one of my best friends is Nick Harrison, who was on my team at Duke who happens to be the CEO of the Heat. His dad, Mickey Harrison, is the owner of the Heat and Carnival Cruises. Um, They own the team. They own the team that you use the anti-Semitic slur for. Like that, and they're from Israel, right? Like, (laughs) it's, um, and for anybody out there that says, Key, well, it's a video game, 2021, (laughs) stop. Yeah. No, like, we are course correcting. That's what we need more of our, in our society. Like, this stuff happens, and when it does happen, I don't care whatever form it happens in, it should be our job to course correct it and to call it out and to stand for something different. That should be the standard we have. Look, I know how I felt or I feel whenever I hear somebody use the N-word or anything remotely close to that. or any, I know how I feel. And so talking to, talking to our producer, who is Jewish, and come on the show, Ev. Yeah, where well, are you? Well, well. So Jay, you brought up something that's interesting. You said this happens, and and I would say with this word that Myers Leonard used, it doesn't happen. Hmm. I'm Jewish. I grew up in a in a very diverse high school. I heard the N word all the time thrown around in in the hallways. I've heard this word seven times in my life before yesterday when I watched that video twice because I had to watch it again to make sure I really heard what he said. And one of those times was when my dad was explaining to me what this word is and what it means. Mm. So, like, I would say this doesn't happen. This is not a word that people use normally because of how offensive it is. Like, 
you if you go back to like the origins of this word and and there's a lot of different ways to to see where this word came from it it came from like like what i've been lear- what i've learned is that it came from german jews who eastern european jews who came to germany they called them that so it was a slur used by jews against other jews which to me makes makes it so bad and and i think not knowing that history of the word and and for Myers Leonard to say he didn't know what it means, like I, I find that hard to believe because if you're using this word which isn't used that often, like you have to hear this, like like you have to know what it means to use this word because it is so so offensive on such a high level because it's not used, like you don't hear it every day. Like I said, I've I've heard it seven times in my life. And two of those times are yesterday, and one time is when my dad explained it to me. And, and some of my my Jewish friends back home in Los Angeles, they've had to explain to me exactly, just like you just did. Because for me, I'm like, I get that it's derogatory. I get that it's hurtful and it's demeaning and it shouldn't be used. But they had to explain to me, Jay, to get me to understand. Yeah. Because I'm like, you know, I, I understand that. But in, in terms of Myers Leonard, though, suspension is cool. But this is one of those deals where it's like, man, you've done a lot of things that make me question where you are from trying to, you know, from, from the point where your teammates is kneeling and you standing and you well, trying that, to. It's a lot of stuff, though, Jay. We should have a further conversation. It's a lot of stuff. It. We should continue to talk about it. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.